Welcome to Rewiring Health. This podcast is for those of you who have an eating disorder, chronic pain, or both. In this channel, we'll dive deep into inspirational stories of those who have healed from both and also get into the mind-body connection and how we can heal the mind through the body and also heal the body through the mind. Come and join me on this journey. So I wanted to share the three steps I use to overcome chronic back pain. But before I get started, if you're watching on YouTube, you can see next to me is my three-month-old. And uh, if you're listening on the podcast, you're probably grunts or squeaks and uh, baby noises. So that's what that is. But the two reasons why he's here with me is first is that I'm a mom and I just have to make do what I have and embrace the moments to be able to share my story with you. But the second reason is really that he is a testament to the amazing ability for our bodies to heal. And that is really something I never really conceptualized when I was going through chronic back pain. So even think of having a child and potentially have even worse pain in my back was unfathomable. And I really just, it was never something I had anticipated doing. So the fact that he's here and he's healthy and I have no back pain uh, really is again, a testament to how possible it is for you to heal. So the three steps I took, and I will share a story for each of them was belief, confidence, and consistency. And first I'm going to start with belief. So jumping back to where I started is that for anyone who's kind of followed me at all, I had a, an eating disorder for several years throughout my twenties, uh, late teens and twenties. And the nature of my eating disorder was that I would exercise compulsively. So excessive exercise, I would restrict in what I was eating and then binge uh, excessive amounts of food. And then because of that shame and guilt that I experienced from eating excessively, I would then exercise even more excessively. And this continued, this cycle continued for years to the point where I couldn't use just exercise alone to expel those calories. And I started vomiting and uh, was bulimic subsequent to what I was going through. So, um, and then continued that for several years and, um, and several years after that, I have recovered from that and no longer am tethered by my eating disorder, but due to my eating disorder, I experienced chronic back pain. And when I had the back pain, I never really put the two of them together. So it wasn't like I had this, a big epiphany epiphany. And I'm like, Oh, these are related. It was after I started healing from the back pain that I realized how much the two of them were connected. And that's really what I want to share with anyone who's going through any kind of disordered eating. It doesn't necessarily have to be the same nature as mine. Um, And for anyone who's experiencing chronic pain, the more you can understand it and the more you can actually believe that it is possible to heal, the more likely you are going to heal. So jumping into the first step of how I actually healed, it was belief. And I'm really focusing on how how I healed from the back pain today, not necessarily the eating disorder. Um, That is a whole different story. But um, today, just talking about how did I heal from back pain? And the first one, like I said, was belief. And so I am a physical therapist. um, 
And so of course, through education and experience, I know how to help people with back pain. And this was a blessing and a curse because I felt like I couldn't even help myself. I've been able to help other people recover from back pain, but yet all the things that I knew worked for some people did not work for me. And that was extremely frustrating. So I lived with back pain for years. And like I said, I went through a regimen that I thought given my, the symptoms and the nature of my back pain would help me. So I did an extension-based program where um, I would do like prone press-ups. I would um, work on strengthening my core, thinking it was a lack of stability. Um, I did a lot of hip stretches, thinking that it was maybe my pelvis that was causing more of a curve in my back or called lordosis that was affecting my back pain. And again, I did all these things and, you know, I would find relief for a few days and, but nothing was long lasting. And, uh, and it was really, it was frustrating because this is everything that I could think of. I'm like racking my brain. I'm like, what on? And I started watching at the time I was also going through a lot of stress. So this is well after my eating disorder. I had a lot of stress on my, in my life. And my back pain was just ramping up regardless of what I was doing. It was just getting worse and worse. Putting my shoes on was an effort when I was driving to work, which was an hour commute, I would have to stop and pull off on the side of the road and try to get out of the car and stretch and then continue on for another 15 minutes. And then again, get out stretch. I mean, it was hindering every aspect of my life. I wasn't sleeping. It was awful. And, uh, it really was, I started, I watched this documentary, I think it was on Netflix at the time, and uh, it was called Heal. And it was essentially talking about all these uh, health issues that people had and how they used alternative methods to actually heal from what they had. And it was things that weren't necessarily like mainstream medical interventions, even though some did participate in those, but they had these interventions in conjunction with that. And the premise of it is just the amazing ability for our brains and our bodies to heal and to become, uh, to put our place ourselves in a place where our body is working for, for us rather than against us. And a lot of it had to do with stress and, and how we are perceiving our internal environment, external environment. And for me, it really was like a wake up call because again, like I said, I was going through all these exercises and nothing was helping me, but yet I wasn't addressing the stress in my life. I was extremely stressed at the time. I was overwhelmed. I was having panic attacks at that time. I mean, it was, it was such a, a blur in my brain. Like nothing was just, everything was just overwhelming to me. And it was really hard to even function in a way that. I was functioning. I was, I was functioning. Let me put it this way. I was functioning, but I wasn't in a happy place. I I'm the kind of person I will get the job done, but no matter how miserable I am, I will do what I need to do, but I was not taking care of myself in a way that I was at peace with what was going on in my head. And that was the problem. So after I watched this documentary, it really just gave me that different perspective that maybe I need to do things a little bit differently. And that was the first part of the belief. That was the step one that I think I believe was really a catalyst in, in allowing me to heal step. So then once I had the belief, 
I then had to start figuring out, okay, what do I do with this? I believe that it is possible for me to get into a better place, but how do I do that? And for me, it was figuring out tools that gave me confidence. And at the same time, I started doing yoga and that was something I'm like, well, I haven't really done much yoga. Let me just try this. And I, to be honest, when I did the yoga, it actually kind of aggravated my back pain a little bit more. Some of the moves that I had done following this one person online, it was more aggravating, but what I got from it was the breath work that was incorporated in the yoga did help. And that is what I took from it. So I started, I didn't necessarily continue with the yoga at that time because it was aggravating some of the symptoms on my back, but I took some of the breath work, uh, spit up there, (laughs) um, from him, but I took some of the breath work that I learned from the yoga and used that as as a way to help. So I started jumping into the breath work and learning about breath work and, and how it can help and how it can downregulate the nervous system. And then I took that and ran with it. And that gave me the confidence to continue on and figure out, okay, well, that that's helping. It's making things better. What do I do next? And that was really the catalyst to figure out more tools that I can use to help my back pain. So that was step two was getting confidence in that these can actually work. And with confidence, one of the big things is evidence. You can't be confident in anything unless you have evidence that it actually works. So no matter how much I want to say, yes, this is great. This will help me. Unless I had evidence that it actually was helping me, I'm not going to be confident in that tool. So figuring out that the breath work was helping myself and it was decreasing my pain sensitivity and it was allowing me to move more freely. That gave me the confidence to continue on my journey of healing. So that was step two. And like I said, I accumulated many, many more tools from that, but that was really the catalyst to figure out what I needed to start working on. Step three was consistency. So like anything If you do it and it's helping you, you want to continue to do that. But like so many people who go to physical therapy or chiropractor or or any kind of uh, medical or health coach or whatever it is, if you stop, you tend to kind of go back to your baseline. And so if you figure out something that helps you and allows you to have more freedom of movement and decreases your pain, making it consistent and a lifestyle change is the absolute is absolutely essential to continue on to live in a way that you're not tethered down by pain. And so for me, it was the importance of consistency and how can I implement these habits in a way that I can do it realistically without feeling like I have another job to do. So that was my step three in building on habits. So again, started with breath work and then I took breath work and built on that. And this was not a week process and, you know, bang, I'm healed. I'm healed. It was more of a step process. And it took months to get to a point where I consistently had no back pain. And these are tools that I continue to implement, even though I don't have back pain now and I haven't had it for a while. I continue to implement these tools because I know they're working. And for many, that's the hard part because when you don't have the pain, you don't have necessarily the cue to say, oh, I need to do this. But for me, I built a routine for myself that I can do, even though I'm a mom of two, I'm busy, I'm working, I'm doing a lot of things. 
I have a routine because that, first of all, is very important for me to show up for myself and do things that make me feel like I'm taking care of my own health so that I can show up for my children and my husband and my family. But it's also important because even though I don't have back pain, if I were to stop these tools that are helping me, I may go into a place where my nervous system is manifesting essentially that chronic pain that I was experiencing. So those were the three things that I implemented. So again, it was figuring out how to gain belief that healing is possible. It was the confidence in learning what to do and how to implement it. And then the consistency of actually doing that. So I started this talking about my eating disorder and how I didn't really put the pieces together when I had my eating disorder and the back pain. But as I recovered from the back pain, I realized how much my eating disorder had influenced and impacted the extent to which I experienced back pain. So once I started regulating my nervous system through all the tools I was doing, breath work and everything else, and truly believing that I can heal from this back pain, because like I said, for years, I did not think that was possible. Um, I had dealt with so many things and just felt like this is how it's going to be. I'm in my twenties and I have back pain. And I thought that would continue on to my thirties and, and so on and so forth, but it hasn't. And now I look back and I recognize how much my eating disorder impacted my nervous system and how much that played a role in the back pain that I experienced. So when I was going through my eating disorder, I had a lot of shame. I had a lot of guilt. There was a lot of secrecy around it. I didn't tell anybody about that. Um, I was really felt very alone in that whole process. Um, I felt like I was never good enough. I felt like I was a perfectionist that was searching for this unattainable standard for myself. And in hindsight, now I recognize it never would have happened. I never felt like I was ever going to be perfect, even though I thought that I could get to that point. And now I realize that that never was going to happen and it doesn't need to happen to be happy. And I didn't realize that. So for me, it felt like if I could just look thin, if I could just feel better, if I could just this, then, you know, there was always like, if this, then I will be happy. And that never was the case for me. And it really is the case for no one. You have to feel whole in yourself before then this little guy <laughs> got a lot to say here, but you really have to feel whole in yourself before you can feel like you can move forward in your life. And it's not a if, and then, then it's a, how do I figure out how to be happy in this moment? And then, then you are whole. And for me, the eating disorder and all the shame, the guilt, the stress around it, that had put my nervous system in a place that I was in this like stress protective mode. Like I had no patience for things. I was stressed out all the time. I felt like I was a bundle of nerves all the time. I couldn't rest. I couldn't relax. And I couldn't even enjoy moments that would typically be enjoyable. It really just put my mind in such a place that it would not let me just relax. And I realize now in hindsight that I've recovered from the back pain, I've recovered from the eating disorder, that those two were absolutely related, that the eating disorder and everything that went around that, all the stress around that had put such a strain on my nervous system that it had put myself into a place where it manifested as chronic back pain. And when I didn't, when none of the tools worked, the mechanical tools to help with the back pain, 
it really made me realize that this isn't just something that's happening at the joint level. It's not something that's happening at the muscular level or anything like that. This is happening in my brain. And until I address what's going on in my brain, nothing is going to be healed. Nothing is going to feel less painful until I figure out how to decrease the stress in my life, how to regulate the stress in my life and buffer it better and how I can take care of myself in a place where I'm not being impacted by everything that's going on around me and within me. And that really was the wake up call to realize that only once I take care of myself and only once I take care of the stress that I've experienced for so many years and address that and bring awareness to it, only then will I actually overcome this back pain. And I did. (laughs) I mean, that's the beautiful thing of it. And that's, I did. I overcame the back pain. I don't, I'm not tethered by back pain. I enjoy all the things I want to do in life. I have, I have this little guy who you're probably hearing right now. He's three months old. I have a three-year-old and I play field hockey. I'm able to go skiing. I run, I lift, I work. I take care of all the things I need to do. And I'm not tethered by my back pain anymore. And that's the beauty of it. I never, if you asked me 10 plus years ago, if if that would all be possible, I would say, probably not. This is probably something I'm going to live with. And I have been told that by multiple practitioners. And now I recognize you don't have to live with back pain the rest of your life. And it is possible. But it's one of those things that you have to understand that, believe it, and have the confidence in it. And then do consistent, <laughs> sorry for this guy consistent application of tools to actually achieve that. So if you're experiencing pain right now, I want you to understand that it is absolutely possible to heal. If you've had chronic pain for a long time, you may feel differently right now. And that's normal. If you've gone to a lot of practitioners and you have not experienced relief that's long lasting, and you've had maybe people turn you down and their ability to help you, or you've tried so many things that you feel like, well, everyone else can heal but me. Don't believe that. You are more than capable capable of healing. The problem is, is that you have to get to the root of it. And the root of it is that stress, the anxiety around it, which when you have so many doors closed on you, just amplifies. And that's the problem with chronic pain until you actually get to the root of it and you try all these other things and they don't work for you. Your brain, your brain's natural response is to say, oh, everyone can heal but me. There's something wrong with me. Why is my body working against me? And those are all the natural messages that you would think, but I want you to hear this and I want you to believe this, that it is possible to heal and you, you can heal. Your brain and your body are capable of it, but you just need to have those three tools in your tool belt, the belief that you can heal the confidence that you can do it and you deserve it and the consistency in your life. If you have those three things, you will heal, will be able to do everything that you want to enjoy in life. So I hope that resonates with anyone who's listening right now. And if you haven't done so already, please subscribe to the podcast. Please leave any messages, comments, and uh reviews that you'd like to. I'd love to hear your feedback. And thank you so much for taking your time to join me and hear this message. And let me know what your biggest takeaway is. I hope you have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to another episode of Rewiring Health. To get updates on new episodes on this channel, please subscribe. 
And to support the channel, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please write a review and rate it.